Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. And let's just get right into it. Um, With all of the uh, COVID craziness consuming our lives, I actually forgot to mention the... uh, um, the cruise that Cynthia went on, Cynthia and I went on, uh, back in March. Uh, it was our uh, anniversary cruise. Uh, we've been together nine years this year. Thank you, thank you. She's tolerated me for that long. Uh, we went beginnings, our anniversary is March 8th, so we were, you know, it was right as the virus was picking up speed. Or maybe it already had been, and we were just hearing about it. Um, we were probably one of the last ships to, to come in before they shut everything down or just left them all floating like turds out there. Because I know on our boat, they were like crazy about sanitation. I mean, they had, you know, random, uh, you know, Filipino cruise workers walking around with guitars singing songs about washing your hands. You're walking around with, like, just jugs of Purell squirting it at you. Um, it was uh, it was my first cruise. Um, and it was, you know, by and large, awesome. Of course, there was a couple, you know, little hiccups. Uh, we were on the Royal Caribbean. Our ship was the Mariner of the Seas. Um, I would put a picture in the show notes, but every time I try to do that, it never shows up. So you'll just have to look it up. Um, this is my first cruise, like I said, so some of this may not be special to some of you that have been on, you know, a bunch of them. But, uh, I mean, this ship is big. That is the uh, the easiest way to describe it. I mean, this is one of the most massive structures that I've ever been in. And it was a boat. <laughs> After getting through customs and I'm checking my temperature, my breathing, and my prostate, we actually got to walk across the little bridge onto this floating city. And sometimes you have an experience in your life, and right as it starts, you think, well, this is terrifying. Um, this is when I discovered my fear of giant boats. I mean, of course, my my first thought was of the Titanic hitting the iceberg, my only frame of reference with a giant boat. But, I mean, you could probably fit three Titanics in there. I don't understand... How the ship had stopped, like, without hitting Florida when it came to pick us up. And, uh, you know, Cynthia is ever the adventurous one. You know, pulls me out of my panic. And we board the boat. You know, and our room is on deck eight midship. Um, and right as we get off the the elevator, there's this open area that has a view of this this promenade. I'm not sure exactly. I think it was called the promenade. There's this big open area going like most of the way down the ship. Like all the way down to deck five. I mean it was just like you're literally looking down at like the inside of this ship and there's like there's there's restaurants and there's stores and there's people walking around and you know getting to their rooms and and it's like I just stood there with my mouth open, like the first time a kid goes to Disney. I even said, wow. And then, there, of course, there's some old man. I had to chime in from behind me, first time on a cruise, in like sort of a condescending way. 
I want to say thanks, asshole. You know, how about instead of belittling this amazing experience for me, you can say nothing, and let me keep my sense of wonder at the ingenuity and sheer hubris of mankind that we would dare to build such a monstrosity. Where was I? Oh, decade. Midship. Um, I mean, the room was by no means a luxury suite. Um, it was, you know, about the size of, you know, a dining room table. I mean, it was it was a little bit bigger than that, but it was, you know, if you think of the smallest hotel room you've been in, this was probably smaller than that. But I managed to squeeze a king-size bed, a shower, and a little cubbies to store all my shit. You know, my mass and hand sanitizer and, you know, all my outfits. Now, you know, we went in March. So, in, you know, of course, in Florida, it's hot, you know, all but like four minutes out of the year. So, you know, we had our bathing suits expecting to, you know, go swimming and, and uh, you know, all that shit. Um, they said, now, we couldn't board until, you know, the late afternoon on the first day. So the first day was mostly just kind of wandering around the ship and, and checking things out. Uh, we checked out the, uh, the pool deck. It was on deck 12 or 13. It was actually quite chilly. You know, so we opted for the hot tub, only to be surrounded by a group of chads who were talking about all the drinks they had. Bro, I had four shots of Crown, I had three beers, I had two daiquiris, you know, just all kinds of shit. Speaking of daiquiris, I discovered mango daiquiris, which are fucking amazing. Maybe it's not the manliest drink on the planet, but holy shit, they were good. I mean, I don't know if that's because I paid, you know... $12 a piece for them, which made them taste better, I was told. But either way, I, most of my spending money, I think, went to those mango daiquiris. Um, I mean, this ship was... I mean, it was just... I can't... If you've never been on a cruise ship, I can't express, like, the sheer scope of this place. I mean... Just the fact that it floats just just blows my mind. Uh, I mean, I had, you know, just all these different restaurants. Um, there were some of them, you had your, like, assigned dining restaurants, which was included in um, the prices you pay for the cruise. And there were some that you would pay extra to go sit in that were a little more fancy. But, um, I mean, we just went to our assigned place, and, I mean, the food was, was amazing. You know, I mean, the fatty in me was kind of hoping for a buffet. But uh, maybe that's just kind of low class for as far as the uh, the food goes. But, I mean, as expected, you know, the food was was amazing. Um, and all three of the nights we were there, we had the same server, this older Indian guy named Ashwin. If you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, he's been on, the, in, on serving on cruise ships for... I think he said like 20 years, 25 years, something like that. And then there was an assistant server that uh, handled the drinks and the bread and stuff. And she, her year anniversary with the ship was the same day as our marriage anniversary. So we all had a little, you know, chuckle about that. I mean, there's, you know, a place on uh, one of the decks where there was like every night they had a Latin band playing. So we went down there and checked that out. 
Um, like I said, the first night was just kind of kind of getting acclimated. Um, they had these giant wicker chairs on the top deck that you could fit, you know, a small family in, with you know blankets and pillows, and we kind of sat up there. You looked at the stars a little bit. It was you know pretty romantic. Um, but of course, you know. It, it was way too fucking cold. Like, the wind was freezing. You know, it was not like you see all the commercials that were all on water slides and jumping in pools. It was pretty chilly. But the uh, the second day, um, apparently Royal Caribbean has their own private island called Coco Cay. Um, the, uh, they had, like, this open-air restaurant that was self-serve and amazing. It awakened my inner fatty. Uh, and even so, they had the best Cuban sandwich that I've ever had. And I mean, I understand that, that this island is totally manufactured as a tourist attraction. I mean, I'm surprised the rocks aren't fake like at a water park. But I mean, it was just, that was my favorite part. I mean, maybe I like that manufactured tourism. Um, you know, there were still, you know, plenty of beaches. There were plenty of things to do. I mean, it had it been, you know, a little hotter... You know, they had, you know, the water slides and the swimming. Um, you know, we were sitting on the on one of the little beaches in one of these little lagoons. And this guy came by with these, um, like, insulated cups with these slushies that you can get. And for a couple of bucks extra, he'll toss a shot of rum in there. So, of course, you know, me and Cynthia became, you know, his best friends. Um, that was... Uh, that was pretty awesome. I mean, maybe it's just I've lived a sheltered life. <laughs> and, like, the thought of going to some, you know, random island, maybe a little nervous. And maybe I was, you know, put at ease by the tourist trap thing of it. But it was just, I don't know, it was just nice to be able to get off the ship. You know, the beach is right there. There's restaurants. There's bars. You know, there's stuff to do. I mean, granted, we would have gone into the ocean, but the ocean was, you know, fucking freezing. And then we did that for, you know, a good part of the day. And then it was just, you know, nice to just get back to the ship and just relax for the night. You know, we went and had dinner. And then it's, I think we even went to bed early that day. Um, uh, yeah, third day, we went to Nassau in the Bahamas. Um, I wasn't a fan of Nassau. Uh, like I said, maybe I've just been sheltered. Um. You know, it's a tiny port surrounded by closed buildings and a tiny little market, you know, selling tie-dyed shirts and purses and hats that all say NASA. I mean, it's it's full of poverty and ruin. And it's, I don't think it's just a third world country situation, what it looks like. Because we're great, we were there on a Sunday, so some, some businesses were just closed anyway. But um, it looked like, there because I remember there was a hurricane, I think sometime last year, they did a lot of damage there, and it looked like the place had never recovered. Um, you know, because some of those buildings were just rubble. You know, some of them looked like they had been closed for a long time. Um, but, you know, we wanted to go see the resort. They have that famous Atlantis Resort. Um, and Cynthia was like, oh, it's not far. We can just walk there from the port. I said, okay. You know, she, I, I was convinced. Didn't look that far on the map. Then, of course, you know, we throw it into our Google Maps on the phone, and it's like four miles away. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, 
But remember, I'm a big fat fatty who's like just gotten back into exercise. So, and then it's over this bridge. And this isn't like a pedestrian bridge. This is like a fucking the Golden Gate Bridge. This is like a, a highway bridge over the ocean that we have to, to walk across. Um, you know, never in my life had I regretted smoking more than when I was finally got to the top of this bridge. You know, breathing so hard, I was starting to see sparkles. And I mean, by the time we got to the resort, we didn't really even care. Like, we were so exhausted from walking. They have this little, uh, like, marina village over near it. Where it's like, even though by then it was like 95 degrees. I, I bought, there was a Starbucks there, because of course there is. And I just, I told Cynthia, I was like, because I don't like iced coffee. Because it just tastes like watered-down coffee. I was like, let me just get a small black coffee because I need some caffeine to get back over that fucking bridge. Um, and the resort, I mean, it's, it was a resort. You know, granted, we didn't see, like, every part of it. But it's just, you know, it's a resort. Maybe because I got spoiled, you know, growing up in Florida, I see resorts everywhere. But it's like, you kind of, you know, you see one, you see them all. Um, but on the way back, we see... Under that giant fucking bridge, on our side of the ocean, um, there was this ferry boat. You know, like every 45 minutes or so. Um, or half hour, 45 minutes, they were taking people back over to the cruise ships. So I was like, you know what, and it costs like four or five bucks a person. I was like, fuck it, I got the cash. I will probably have a heart attack if I try to get back over that bridge. Um... Now, under the bridge, there was more people selling, you know, random Nassau stuff. And then, so now, I, we go up to this boat. And I'm using the term boat loosely. It looks like it was made out of the rubble of one of the houses that was blown down by a hurricane 20 years ago. And we were the last ones on, I mean the very last ones, on this boat. Um, so I, I give you an idea of where I was sitting so if you can imagine just like a regular dining room chair or even like one of those like fold out chairs okay picture yourself sitting in one of those now scoot your right ass cheek out over the edge of the chair now imagine that the floor is the fucking ocean the deep and merciless ocean. I was literally, I could reach down and touch it. I can touch the fucking water. Like if we hit another boat's wake, I was going over. No seatbelts. There's no seatbelts. And then as soon as the boat starts, you know, there's a couple of uh, Bahamanian guys. Bahamanian? Is that the right word? That sounds right. You know, one of them is driving the boat. The other one is, you know, walking around kind of being like a, an entertainer. So as soon as the boat starts, he says, Hello, everyone. We are on our way to Zimbabwe. You know, we cue the, the nervous laughter from, from all the mostly white tourists. But I'm just, I'm clutching my backpack and my hat. And I'm just praying that we don't hit a big wave. Because it's like, I'll, I'll be dead. I'll be immediately eaten by some leviathan below the surface. Um... Yeah, you know, and then you know Cynthia's like leaning off the boat, taking selfies with her hat, and 
She's like, isn't this great? I'm like, yeah. You know, just doing everything I can, like trying to keep, you know, my butt muscles clenched in this tiny little seat. Um, I mean, the, the ride back to the cruise ships was probably 15 minutes, maybe 20. And I think it's like the longest 15 minutes of my life. And I was just like, I should have, you know, waited. And at first, before we even got on the boat, like I saw that the boat was so full. And it was like, do I want, and they kept saying, oh, we got room. I was like, did I want to just wait for another half hour while those people, you know, selling the cheap shit, you know, stared at me with pickpocket eyes. And I was like, no, nah, let's just go. But now I wish, it's like, I wish I waited for the other ferry when the boat wasn't as full. And then when we get back to over where the cruise ships are, they pull up to the, the dock. Again, I'm using that word loosely. Um, the dock is basically just a concrete wall. And you step on this, you know, couple little, like, fiberglass steps that they had, you know, duct taped to the back of their boat so you can step up. And, of course, because I was the last one on the boat, they're like, oh, you can be the first one off. You're fine with me. And then I, I get up on the step. I put one foot on the dock. Boat starts drifting away. So I'm like a fucking wily Coyote. You know, like a cartoon. One foot on the dock, one foot on the boat. I'm starting to lose my balance. And then, you know, thankfully the Zimbabwe guy you know, grabs me and pulls me up. He's like, we almost lost you. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Luckily my backpack would have, you know, drug me to the bottom for a quick death. It's, uh, I mean, Nassau, it seems like there's a lot of culture there. It seems like, you know, it was probably beautiful once. But it's just, it seemed like it has never recovered from the last storm. And I hope that they... You know, those people get sorted out. Uh, I think it was the last night we were there. We actually went into the casino. Because they have a casino there. Which is weird because like they still allow smoking in there. And now I've quit smoking long enough ago where it grosses me out. Now there's that quick like, like nanosecond. When I first smelled the, the cigarettes where I was like, oh yeah. But then it was like the rest of it kicked in. And I was like, oh, I don't want to smell that. But uh, we tried a couple of the slot machines, and it's like, I feel like when, you know, my son would ask his grandpa to play the Nintendo with him, <laughs> you know, he's blazing through the levels of doing all that, and he's still trying to figure out how to turn it on. So like, these slot machines were so complicated. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. It's like, you see him in all the movies. You put in the coin, you pull the lever, and it's like, you win or you don't win. No. You gotta hit all these buttons. You gotta bet different lines. And it's like, Jesus. So we found this this quarter machine. I know you've seen the machine. It has the a couple of different shelves. And there's one shelf that's constantly moving forward, moving back. Moving forward, moving back. And it pushes the quarters off the edge. And the goal is to kind of get them to all topple over. I think we probably spent an hour there. We're like, you know, we, we set aside, I don't know, 60 bucks, whatever it was for the casino. It's like we put 20 bucks into this machine and we just kept winning. We would get down to our last couple of quarters and then dump a bunch off. We were just having so much fun. It was it was one of the best you know highlights of the, the cruise. Yeah, I couldn't believe we were having so much fun with that simple little machine. You know, we would get so excited when we get to the edge and be like, we'd cheer like we won a jackpot. And people were like, hey, you know, seeing that we were having such a great time. 
I mean, the best part was, um, one of the best parts was like that, that machine was near one of the big entrances to the casino. So it wasn't as smoky, but, uh, especially, you know, grab, you know, another mango daiquiri. But it was, uh, it was really fun. Um, it was, you know, hard to come back and we did, you know, miss the kids and we try, we spent, you know, however much money to add, you know, the internet or the international internet package to our phone plan just so we can, you know, FaceTime the boys every night. Just as, you know, we did, we did miss them. Of course, when we told them we were going on the cruise, like, oh, can we go? And we're just like, absolutely not. Uh, we, we hear the Disney cruises are fun. Maybe when, because Isaiah's only two, maybe when he's like six or seven, we'll, you know, I'll take the boys on a, you know, Disney cruise. I think that'd be, that'd be fun. Because now, I mean, he would kind of have fun, but it's just the stress of having a two-year-old. I mean, it's stressful having a two-year-old in a grocery store. So it's like, you know, once once he's old enough to like dress himself and, and things like that, eat his own food. You know, will that'll be much easier to, to take all the kids on a on a cruise ship? And I know that you know that some people now have kind of a love hate relationship with the cruise lines. Um, you know, it's like oh, they're evil corporations and they pollute the ocean and all that. But it's like kind of like the people on the cruise ship. You know, it doesn't feel like they're part of that. It's like the. The workers there are at least good enough for hiding their misery, <laughs> but they all seem like they're having a good time. You know, you can, any issue that you have, they have no problem trying to help you. Everybody's just very nice, very welcoming. They're appreciative. You know, you can see the looks on their faces when you say, you know, thank you so much. You know, thank you for helping me. You know, I got lost. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction. Um, so I feel bad for the people that got stuck on the boats. I read the other day that there's still a cruise ship out there with people on it. So I can't even imagine that kind of hell. Um, I mean, these people go long enough without seeing their families. Um, but yeah, it was it was hard to come back. <laughs> um, but we did uh, yeah, have, have such a good time. It was you know great to, to just kind of get away from the world <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, right as we got back, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, the virus gets worse, everybody gets quarantined, so it's like, I feel bad for the people that, um, you know, because at first, everybody was getting their refunds from these, from the cruise lines, from vacations, and then, you know, these companies started losing millions of dollars, and then they're like, you know, no, fuck you, we're not giving you nothing, you can rebook or you can lose the money. <laughs> so I think that's kind of shitty, I've read, you know, stories online about that, you know, people trying to... You know, cancel. It's like, you know, listen, the airlines aren't flying to that country anymore. It's like, how am I going to rebook my thing? And they're just like, oh, too bad. That's it. Um, and then, you know, that brings us to here. I meant to talk about that, you know, a few episodes ago. I just sort of slipped my mind with all the other shit going down. Uh, we're still, you know, hanging in there. In our, you know, Corona cabin. The kids, uh, their last day of school is the 28th, and I'm not sure if it's them that's more excited or me. <laughs> um, though, you know, we do still, you know, miss the teachers. We uh, also, what else happened? Oh, we got one of those, 
Amazon Alexa Echo Dots, which has simultaneously piqued my interest and increased my paranoia. Uh, because it's it's a very cool device. I can see how you can you know, really use it to, to help your life out. I've already set certain reminders, you know, the kids to brush their teeth, certain days of the week to take out the trash. Granted, I could have done that on my phone, but it's cool to hear some computer voice tell me from the kitchen. You know, which means, of course, I'm sure it's always listening, because I was always listening for your voice. So I'm going to start messing with it, start saying, like, random, you know, just walk by it and say, you know, tennis racket, you know, and see how fast that appears in my online ads. But uh, we also started a, you know, it's going to be a several month long, I don't know if it'd be considered a remodel, I guess a remodel of the house. We're going to, you know, we've already repainted one wall because we wanted to start a picture project uh, with, you know, some Dr. Seuss stuff. We got copies of the book called, Oh, the Places You'll Go. And some of you maybe have heard of this before. Maybe not. Excuse me. There's always two. Let's see if I'll edit that out. Ah, fuck it, I'll leave it in. Um, but so we have one of those, a copy of that book for each of the kids, and we're having each of the teachers that they have write something in there. Almost like a yearbook. Probably up until high school, because I don't know if the kids can be bothered to do that shit in high school. Of course, who knows what's going to happen, you know, at the end of the world... If they're going to be homeschooled forever, so maybe me signing it every fucking year. But, uh, you know, so we also did that theme. We have like a nice gray-blue wall opposite the kitchen. The color is called French Colony. Um, but we have, you know, the kids' class pictures. It's going to be going up until like middle school. Then after that, they don't really do, you know, class pictures. Yeah, but we have, you know, some, some Dr. Seuss decals and stuff that we got. It's just, I don't know, it looks really cool. It's a really cool project. Um, again, if I could figure out how to put it in the show notes, I would. But, you know, whatever. Uh, but we're going to, you know, paint, you know, most of the house, actually all of the house inside, you know, different colors. It's not different colors for every room, but we picked out three colors we're going to spread throughout the house. We're going to tear up this carpet because as much as I love... You know, my bare feet on some nice, you know, freshly vacuumed carpet with three boys. I mean, the carpet's starting to look like a swamp. And it's just, so we're going to tear up the carpet. We're just going to bite the bullet and put down the hardwood floor. I guess it'll be easier for me to clean it constantly. Um, you know, we're going to do and redo the baseboards. We want to put some crown molding up at the top. It'll be, you know, a few months long project. So I'm sure I'll have some funny stories about how I get injured. Because <laughs> we're going to do most of it ourselves. Uh, we're even thinking about, you know, once we finish that, you know, redoing the backyard. Because right now we have that above ground pool, which, um, I mean, it can be taken down. I just got to figure out how to drain the water. Because if I just fucking drain it, it's going to flood my yard and then probably flood my house. Because my yard even though I was told it was level, is not fucking level. And if it rains too hard, the water comes right on my back porch. So I can only imagine if I, you know, pull the drain plug out of that fucking pool. You know, we're going to be swimming in the living room. Um, so we'll figure out how to take that down. But we, were, we have somebody in our neighborhood that I'm sure they spent an ungodly amount of money. 
you know, they did half of their backyard with like this fake grass, like AstroTurf, and then like put this shaded area over it. And it looks so cool. And it's just, I like, you know, being outside in the backyard, but it's just part of the problem is it is it's so damn hot. And then the bugs, especially mosquitoes, it's like you can lose a pint or two of blood in under an hour. So that'll be, you know, eventually the, the next project that we're going to try to go for here. Um, I know there hasn't been too many parenting things here, but uh, um, I got, you know, summer projects, you know, in the works for the kids. There's this one YouTube, I'm not sure if it's a channel or a video, because the kids are so much smarter than me with that shit, but it's called the Mario House. And these this family took, like, one of those, um, like, shelves that you would put in your garage where it has, like, the four poles and, like, the different level of shelves in them, and they made each little area like a different level of Mario. The kids thought that was really cool. Um, I'm not doing that. That looks like it's going to take, you know, a year to do. But, you know, we, I, I put some cardboard boxes together. We're, you know, cutting some holes and making little tunnels. So that's going to be, you know, we got construction paper and stickers. So that'll be, I started it. But that's going to be a summer project. Uh, one of the things that uh, Logan had to do for one of his schoolwork was uh, make this little alphabet board game, which, I mean, I just kind of scribbled, you know, I use crayons, you know, so it looks cool. You know, these little islands that, like, you know, each island has a letter on it, and they had to, like, roll the dice and land on a letter and say something that started with the letter. And it just gave me this idea to, yeah, I mean, I can make several board games. I mean, I can get, you know, some decent quality poster board you know, spend a couple of days, you know, some crayons and colored pencils. I can make, you know, a dinosaur one. I can make a pirate one and just, you know, draw the stuff on there. You can kind of make up your own rules. You know, buy, you know, a pack of a dice at one of the dollar stores. You know, they have plenty of little, te- you know, toys they can use for, you know, like the game pieces, you know, Legos or whatever. So I think that's going to be a fun little project on the days where, you know, we can't get them outside so now, I mean, now that Florida is starting to open back up, um, we were originally going to go to the beach this weekend. Um, we just kind of, I don't know, we thought it over. We're like, we still want to go, but we're going to, you know, push it out a couple of weeks because it seems like almost every state that starts to open immediately gets a jump in the, the COVID cases. So we're just going to, you know, ride it out for a couple of weeks, see what happens. You know, we've set aside some money to... Because we can't just go for a day. It's like when you bring the whole circus like we have. It's just we got to at least spend one night. We do try to spend two nights because that's just way less stressful. Especially because we got to bring so much shit. That's it. So, you know, I'll keep you updated on that. That's it. That's the podcast for now. Hope you enjoy. Uh, If you have any, you know, funny kid stories, parenting tips... You know, life hacks, you know, summer project ideas, you can send them to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, email goes directly to me. I answer everyone personally. Um, thank you for your continued supports. You know, tell your friends about the show. Uh, you know, the more I listen, you know, and check out, you know, Anchor. That's my main sponsor. That's what helps keep the show free. And uh, I will talk to you guys in a week. Bye-bye.